Oh, g'day everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Wrap, brought to you by Crowcast. Uh, sorry we're a little bit late, but here we are now, and uh, unfortunately not good news. But without further ado, let's get right into it. Hello, 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 and welcome again to another edition of our weekend wrap this week, uh, reviewing round six versus Hawthorne, and it wasn't a very happy time, unfortunately. <laughs> um, fantastic at t- in parts, but uh, not in other parts. So uh, anyway, joining me tonight, as usual, Nikki, how are you? I'm good. I actually got to witness a, a Crows win in person. Very good. And Maka, how are you going, mate? Uh, I'm all right now, mate. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, Technology Mac- was getting the better of him. Ever since Mac- he's changed his setup, I can't understand. Yeah, Mac, we'll, we'll get let there. me tell you. Let me tell you this, Mac. You'll be very pleased to know that there was a massive uproar, a massive uproar, as a result of me cutting you off this week, uh, last week, sorry, with regards to uh, the weekend's results. Just everybody hated it. In right. fact, this, this, this is what they were like. This is what they were like. It was an angry mob, Macca, an angry, angry mob. So, and I'm going to bow. Rightfully so, mate. <laughs> I'm going to bow to the pressure. I'm going to bow to the pressure, and I'm actually anointing you this week and for all weeks from now until eternity, as this is now your um, segment. The weekend results roundup is now your segment. I'll just read the okay. scores. I'm just okay. going to read the scores, and then you can just go your merry way talking about it and uh, everyone can get off my back <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be brief mate I'll be brief <laughs> so look thanks to everyone who's joined us on Discord and YouTube and Twitch uh, don't forget if you want to uh, have your say and there's a few people lining up to have a say today what we're going to do after uh, we've gone through Macca's beloved Weekend results round up. <laughs> we're going to open the uh, we're going to open the the lines as they say on on five uh, AA, and uh, give a few people a say. So if you want to have a say, I've got Tommy in there, Roberto, Razor, uh, Mitchy Bell's in there. We've got a few in there right now, and uh, if you want to have a say, now is the time. Oh, so in the meantime, don't be shy. In the meantime, Mac, let's go through yep. the results, shall we? Let's do it. Let's go through the results. Uh, let me have a look. 
let's go all the way back to Friday where the Bulldogs cleaned up the Giants 104-65 a margin there of 39 points the Giants looking alright for a while but then coming to a bit of a screaming halt what do you think Mac? Well basically they're outmanned, they're outmanned against a, the best midfield in the competition but uh, to GWS's credit they turned it into a dour struggle for three quarters but uh, the last quarter, the class of the dogs with that mighty midfield just ran away with it. And uh, they are one of my favourites for the flag. Nikki, got anything to say? Uh, that was probably pretty close to it. Um, I I actually thought GWS actually held them down quite well. Um, so I, I think better teams might be having a look at that as a bit of a blueprint um, against how you have to try and combat um, the dogs. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Now, Mac. Um, Saturday. The Suns. Surprise. What's happened to Sydney? The Suns, 100, getting up to over Sydney, 60. Imagine there are 40 points. I didn't watch the game, but I was surprised by the result. Well, actually, I watched it because it was the better of the two games to watch. And uh, I thought it was an excellent game. And the Suns, they've got a a lot of good young lads in their team and we know who they are. They've been drafted and yep. they've turned out to be A-graders because they've always been picking down the bottom and yep. uh, no Franklin and the Swans and uh, uh, you know, interesting enough uh, we used to have the McDonald uh, Philthorpe debate. McDonald got dropped in the same week that Philthorpe uh, made his debut and <laughs> a stunning debut at that. So uh, uh, well, it just uh, the Suns just didn't fire and uh, the young bloke for uh, uh, Gold Coast, if they can keep them, they'll have a good side. But I, I would think there'd be a lot of teams trying to raid them. Yeah, that's true. Um, it just shows how much depth they've had that they haven't even used. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the next game. Geelong absolutely destroying Eagles at Cadinia Park. Geelong 136 to uh, the Eagles, the hapless Eagles, who hate going to uh, Cadenia Park 39. 97-point shellacking. Well, all you can really say about that game, and I did start to watch it and I did tune off, it was a shameful effort by the Eagles. Shameful, absolutely shameful. They won the first quarter, I think. They won the first quarter. Yeah, but they, yeah after I that, know. They yeah. But after that, they kicked two goals for the last three quarters. And as you said, they lost by 97 points. And it really, really just looked like, you know, uh, Geelong were playing against witches' hats. And, they're, you know, they, they're a team without character at times, West Coast. I don't know what it is, but they can do this. And when they do it, they do it really badly. It's very true. They do seem to turn up or choose not to turn up at times. Um, I don't know whether they just think, oh, no, this is too hard. Anyway, uh, the Lions, 103 to 85. Oh, I was just going to say... Uh, just particularly when they get a couple of injuries um, to their key players. And as soon as they're off, that's, I think, when the shambles kind of happen. But I've also mm. been to Cardinia Park, and really, I wouldn't want to turn up there either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's bloody cold! As, as Kempi says in the chat, don't bet against Geelong at home. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, now at uh, the MCG, uh, the Brisbane Lions getting up 103 to Carlton 85. Carlton would be disappointed by that. Brisbane, uh, a pretty solid win uh, by 18 points. 
Yeah, well, look, you know, if you look at Carlton, you've got uh, Harry McKay, uh, McKay, McKay, however you pronounce it, he kicked six goals. Gives 100%. And he is, and is an A grader. But after that, you know, how long does this team rebuild for? I mean, are they on their fifth rebuild or their sixth rebuild? And they're, oh. and they're, just, not, they're just no bloody good. They've got B graders all over the oval. And, uh, yep. and and Brisbane only just fluttering along, Pete. They run by three goals, and, and they didn't really play that well. I mean, McLuggage was outstanding for them, but um, no, nah, Carton are a heap of crap, as we know, and uh, Brisbane won't make the GF, I'm sure of that. At, at some stage, someone at Carlton or a group, I mean, they've gotten rid of, I, I think Silvani has put that club back about five years. He's, Correct, um, 100% right. His drafting tactics over the last few years um, have really, really set them back. And oh, look, I don't know. I just I, it's going to take him a while. I think. Yeah, somebody in the chat, in the chat said you know it was brave to rock Brisbane off, but I just don't think they've got enough weapons. That's that's why I don't say I think that Brisbane can play in the GF. Uh, all right, uh, Melbourne, very impressive. Melbourne, uh, 82 to Richmond, 48, uh, by 34 points in the end. And uh, it wasn't as if Richmond wasn't trying. That was a really solid win by Melbourne and uh, probably stamped their claims as a genuine premiership contender. Absolutely. Um, the Ds were far too good, and I'm calling it a, a Ds versus Dogs grand final now, Fee. They're the two best teams around at the moment. Uh, well, and, you know, look at... Sorry, if you go look at the defence, they've got Lever and May, who are quality defenders, and on the ball they've got quality midfielders. They've got a little Cozzy Pickett yep. up forward. And I want to tell a little story about Cozzy Pickett. I don't know whether you saw the incident where he uh, was going for a chest mark in about the half-forward flank and the guy behind him tried to spoil and did a swinging right arm straight into his nuts. And um, no. anyhow, <laughs> the, umpire, well, the umpire paid a free kick. And the player was, you could hear it, the player was saying... But I was going for the ball. And the umpire said, exactly. That was an outstanding comment by the umpire. Very good. Yeah, but apart from that, I thought Melbourne, yeah, they're classy. They really are classy. And, uh, they, you know... But what's Richmond, changed for Melbourne? It's an, it's got to, it just shows that it's an attitude thing, right? Yes, it's, it's called belief. And, um, you know, Petrarca now believes he is one of the best players, if not the best player in the comp. Oliver gives 100% all the time. Gorn is the best ruckman in the competition. Um, and then I'd say with Lever and May, is the best centre-half back, full-back comp, uh, in, in the competition. So, you know, they, and they start to believe that they are good, their disposal's good, they move the ball quickly, and they do it quite intelligently. No, I, yeah. I think the style of football and the dog style of football, they're the two types of football which can win a flag. Richmond are struggling. They are really struggling. And, uh, you know, Martin, they said that he had a bit of an injury before he uh, copped that one in the in the eye of the forehead, wherever he copped it. But he wasn't, he wasn't having much impact anyhow. I mean, how long can Richmond I, stay I, up, actually, really? Yeah, but I'm also hoping that Macker isn't right because I really hate those two teams. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Find, I didn't say I love them. I just because you know, you just see what you see, and that you call out what you see. Yep. Only round six. Long way to go. Um, Frio in front of an empty stadium. That was a bit eerie. Um, a predictable fifty-one point win over North Melbourne, ninety-nine to forty-eight. Uh, didn't watch it. Uh, Frio far too good. Okay. And the only, 
only comment I'd make about it is that uh, young Tom Powell from South Australia is doing very, very well in North Melbourne. Well, you may recall no. from our draft and trade um, shows, I was pretty keen on Tommy. Um, yeah, I like him. He's really good. No, he, he I mean, it, you know, Dream Team points, he scores 100 uh, today. I mean, he's up amongst the big boys and he's, you know, he's only played five or six games. He gets a lot of the ball feet, a lot of it. North gave him a bit of a scare early on. Well, they did. Yeah, they did. They can't um, complain it though. No, they just don't have the. Yeah. They don't have the cattle, North. Um, Collingwood are going down to Essendon in the um, Anzac Day Clash. One hundred nine Essendon to Collingwood eighty five. A margin there of twenty four points. I don't really watch the game, but. Uh, um, judging by the commentary I could hear in the background, it seemed like a pretty decent match. It was, and uh, you know, I'd say at the moment Essendon are a team with character, and uh, at the moment I think that Collingwood in a team in no man's land, and uh, I think I think Buckley will be very very lucky if he holds his job at the end of the year if this keeps on going because huh. Collingwood that they are a nothing side. I mean, they did that crazy stuff of getting rid of very good players and. What you, you see, what they exactly see in the moment, are the players they got rid of. So um, yeah, I, I think they're in trouble, Collingwood, and I think Buckley's yeah. probably gone. Yes, I agree. Well, and if you're going to pay that. a million a year to to your ruckman and then get rid of a full uh, a midfielder who is starring and another forward mid who isn't going too bad either, um, that's your engine room. You've just you know just basically gutted. And it doesn't matter how many tats Brodie Grundy gets, they don't have the cattle in the midfield to uh, be competitive, Collingwood. No, not at all. Not at all. Exactly the point I was going to make, Fiend. They put all oh, their eggs in the Grundy basket. No, no, no. They no, certainly it's very did. nice when we agree, because <laughs> I think we're not going to shortly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I've been rubbing my hands together, Nikki. <laughs> and I'm just going to point oh. out that very last passage of play. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. It was a bad kick in and the wind had switched, as Nixie mentioned. But anyway, um, and the game in progress at the moment, it's third quarter at the moment, uh, five minutes ago on the third and poured up by a lazy 50, 67 to 17. That's fairly predictable. St Kilda would be very, very disappointed. And it seems St Kilda are struggling to find avenues to goal at the moment. Yeah, look, they, they tried, they've tried for two years in a row now. They've tried in a heap of players, but... I, I like the way Porter traded in players. Porter uh, made it, they've created a structure and then they just put in the little pieces that go, that fit in nicely there. And uh, St Kilda just sort of grabbed anybody they can get hold of, I reckon. And, and uh, for all their, that cha- all their player chasing and all those uh, trades they've done, etc., they're still not, not a very good team. And Port Adelaide, I think they're one of the three teams that could play in the grand final. Um, I'm tipping it Deeds versus Dogs, but Port could well be there as well. I suppose Richmond's yep. an outside chance. They'd have to play a lot better than they're going now. Agree, Maka. And that's my summary, mate. Oh, I mean, that was pretty good, to be honest. That was quality. I hope everyone that's listening in the chat live, and uh, if you're listening on demand uh, on YouTube or uh, on Spreaker... <laughs> Leave a comment somewhere and say just how much you appreciated um, Macca's uh, 
input and now I'm going to put you on mute for the rest of the show, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. That's just no, so you that's can do it. I told true. you so at me. That's not true. Um, right. Now, we've got a fair few people actually on chat. We've got uh, quite a few on Discord and a few on YouTube. Mudget's there and 1990Crow uh, on Twitch. Excellent. Now... I reckon we're going to open it up. What do you reckon? Is there someone, if there's anyone in the stage at the moment uh, that is looking to uh, have a bit of say, put your hand up. There's a little icon down the bottom with a hand uh, that you can press. And if you want to have something to say, um, put your hand up. But in the meantime, Maka, I'm going to give Nikki first dibs at what she thought about the game today. Well, I'm going to be very interested to see what she's got to say. Go for it, Nick. Um, oh, bloody hell. I was kind of glad I had Civilization to play on my computer whilst I was watching that horrendous thing. Um, it was literally a tale of two shit defences and one yep. getting slightly better than the other because um, both of them were not that good. It was the midfield that were the ones who were controlling it as to who got on top of the midfield as to then who could score. Um. It was it was interesting to see who was trying in that last quarter. Um, oh, they're all trying. Sorry, I'm not going to well, interrupt. Please continue. There, there, there was trying, and then there was those who were willing that extra bit to try and get that win. Um, and I'd actually put McHenry in there because even though it didn't come off, at least he was bloody he he was trying to make things happen and, and move things forward. Um, uh, the other thing I did love the commentators talking about how great it was of all those Hawthorne high draft picks and how well they're doing with them. That's because they traded away all their early ones, you dipshits. Um, they didn't have higher draft picks. That's all they could get. Um, it's like, you know, a little bit of facts to go with, with that I think might've helped. Um, yeah. Uh, surface said, yeah, Rob was bloody trying hard. Um, Tom Lynch, I can understand why we had him there because of what happened last week and who we had to sit out because of the the injuries and everything we had. But I think we went in with also some injured defenders. Luke Brown, one of them. Not saying anything. Who, sh- who should not have been playing. Don't spend all your tickets, Nikki, because we're going to go through the match in more detail in a little bit. There you go. Maka, is, is that all you got to say, Nick? Go. That's all I'm letting her say for now. Go for it, Nick, Mac. Oh, okay. Well, basically, I thought in uh, the first half, and we were scoring quite well, and uh, into the third quarter to a certain stage, uh, we were actually using the ball a lot better. We and also our forward line was a lot more open and a lot wider. The players were wider, so the, the taller players didn't have to compete with a great big mass of players. But I thought in the last quarter, we just fell back into all of our old bad habits. And you just think of the number of times that ball got bombed in and there was about a bunch of about 10 to 12 players. Why weren't they leading out the flank? Why weren't they making space? And I have to be really, really critical of our little blokes. You know, and we'll go through that later. But they were if you go through our four smalls, in between them, they had a bloody total of, I think it was eight tackles out of four blokes. 
And yet, you know, one can name two of the forwards up for Hawthorne who had 13 tackles between them. So um, we got nothing out of those smalls, and uh, they should have been spreading. They should have been uh, giving room for uh, Philthorpe and uh, Wilberg and Walker to move around in and to make leads, but not just bombing the ball and just coming back straight over our heads. And I thought Hawthorne actually played our style of game in the last quarter, looking for a man and running it very quickly into their forward line. So I thought that we played, oh, probably two and a half, two and three quarters of good football. And after that, it was we played very, very ordinary. And we just went back into all of our old bad habits. And I will have to mention that the Lynch fiasco, uh, that was just a bloody joke and may well have cost us a game. That's my quick synopsis, thing. All right. Well, my thoughts are this. Um, I was watching the first quarter thinking uh, we're not playing too badly, even though that they were uh, getting ahead of us on the scoreboard. I thought we were going all right. We just needed to tidy up a few things. Turnovers were massive for both teams, but they hurt us a little bit more earlier on turnover. Um, I felt like we, we fatigued again. Um, I felt like uh, that was the main reason why our forward 50 entries started to fall down, Mac, because we weren't actually transitioning high enough up the ground uh, to get decent forward 50 entries. So, um, and we weren't judging the wind very well, and that, that bombing into uh, bombing up into the air with that wind uh, was just you're on a hiding to nothing. Um, a couple of players uh, really disappointed me. Um, and we'll go through them, obviously, a little bit later. But Shane McAdam really disappointed me. Um, Shocking me, playing I feel, behind. I, I feel like he's offering us nothing at the moment. He's speculating. Um, look, I also was very, very disappointed with the Tom Lynch fiasco. I don't understand, Nikki Amaka and those in the audience, I don't understand why the hell we would put... As a substitute, a guy who is injured. I just don't understand it. And then to not have him ready to come on. The, the one thing that we've seen in the first six rounds of, of this season is that the medical sub can actually be a bit of an advantage because it gives you fresh legs. And Correct. Most teams, most teams have put on a player who can run a bit um, to try and mismatch the opposition because of their fresh legs. Now, I know Chase Jones hasn't been doing much in the twos, but neither had Riley Tilthorpe, Nicky. But, no, he hadn't. But Chase Jones should have been the um, the sub for this game, no doubt about it, if for no other reason than to assist us in the event that we had a medical sub so that we could get some transition going in the last quarter. Tom Lynch couldn't exactly. run. He was playing on a wing. He couldn't run. That, that ball that he contested on the outer side halfway through the last quarter where he didn't even attempt to mark, he just tried to fist it forward. It was a completely useless waste of time having him on the ground and Nick's needs to be... Uh, I was amazed that no one asked him about that in the presser uh, because to me, not, not only the fact that he was picked but also that he wasn't ready, I just didn't understand it. Didn't understand it, Maka. Um, it was disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful thing. You, you are 100% right. And I mean, Jones is a Tasmanian boy, and apart from the fact that he did, he had a reasonable game last week, um, 
this is a game that we should have brought him down to Tasmania and uh, we should have given him, sat him on the bench instead of a broken-down Lynch who couldn't bloody run it. That was just a disgrace, absolutely a disgrace. And uh, uh, a lot of teams have used that uh, position. They've got people with all of a sudden get cramp and have to come off with all the rest of it and they sub somebody. I think it's been a little bit abused. But in this case, we wouldn't have been abusing it. We would have been actually using it. But uh, it was just, um, it was probably one of the worst fiascos I've ever seen in a club that's alleged to be professional. That was so unprofessional. I just didn't understand it. Look, let's have a look at the teams. Um, and there were two things, I think, that stood out to me uh, with regards to um, selection. Uh, the first was, um, the, as I said, the, the issue with Lynch was just ridiculous. Um, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, the second, I thought, was our mismatch up forward. If you have a look at their forward line, uh, Tom Duday, as it turned out, got absolutely towed up by Kaczynski. Uh, they also had O'Brien there and Lewis. Uh, I think we actually needed to have uh, Murray in. Um, yep. And I think I think McPherson could have given away for Murray. Um, they didn't have a lot of speed up forward Hawthorne. Um, and I think it would have been good to have Murray in as a little bit, as a little bit more uh, height. And as it as it turned out, Kaczynski, um he cleaned us up. What do you think, Nick? I agree on that definitely. Um, Murray actually played quite well in the twos. Um, mm. there, there is also the option of Worrell, um, who also had another good game. And the problem I've got with McPherson at the moment, and we we saw it a couple of times before he got injured, that when he gets hit. And he goes, or he goes down. He stays down for a while. He doesn't get up quickly, and that's not good in a defender, particularly when the ball's still flying around. And they took advantage of that a number of times. Um, and I think he just looks a, he just he's looked a little bit tired and not as zippy as he was last year, McPherson. Agreed. Um, so I, I think it was a case of. We did need to rest a few players, um, and Nick's kind of seems to be having the faith in them, but I think he actually needs to actually rest them um, because sometimes that can do a little bit of damage to the confidence, et cetera, particularly when you've got a younger team. Well, yeah, Nicky, you're, you're right. I mean, McPherson, I think, should be uh, uh, giving us a run in the twos and uh, they get his confidence back because he's not playing well. And... Uh, he was just another one of the problems we had down there. So when you've had uh, Duda, that's the biggest pantsing I've seen him get, and it was from a, a first-year player at that as well. So, um, but I think Kakishi's never had a game as good as that. But he he really had a game on, and he really took us apart up there. And another thing about Duda, which was uh, a negative about his game, was the fact that when he was kicking the ball, instead of clearing it towards the flank so that you get the option of either getting the ball or getting it out of bound. He kept kicking it straight up the middle and it was falling short all the time and it was Hawthorne who were marking it all the time and bringing it straight back. So I thought he had an all-round really rotten game. And I do agree, he's a third <clears> tool. <throat> he, he's, not, he's, not, he's not your second tool. No, and that's my issue with selection. I, I feel like we relied too much on dudes to uh, play a shutdown role. And not only is he not really suited to that, but we miss out on so much 
as a consequence of him playing a lockdown role. Uh, we miss his run out of defence. Uh, we miss his use of the ball. And um, as a consequence, he was pretty ineffective. He only really took that one good mark uh, in the uh, last quarter, which in the end amounted to nothing. So now we've got oh, seven people seven people in the uh, audience there do any of you guys want to have something to say about selection or about the game itself if you do uh, stick your hand up and uh, I'll uh, see it and uh, I'll bring you on board so don't be shy, Razor's already shown that uh, it's not that bad PJ last week as well as Kempi so get on board, that's what it's here for we want some interaction um, so get involved and uh, I won't give you any prizes but <laughs> Macken might give you one of his yeah. bloody Sammy's Sammy's uh, vouchers Sammy's that he gets from <laughs> weekly from well, bloody five double A every week. Well, uh, you know, there's two chances of that, and the second one's Buckley's. I'll let you guess what the other one is. <laughs> that ah. keeps you sustained, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, all right. Well, very nice. sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say. Um, who are we going to get to have a chat and what are they going to talk about, Pete? Sorry? Whatever they like. Oh, you, you, I thought you were inviting people in, the, in there. And well, you, I am. Um, I am, but everyone's they, shy at the moment. Well, they said you were offering a meat tray and I said that you, you had it for tea. So, you know, um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no meat tray, so no. <laughs> All right. We'll carry on. We'll carry on if... Oh, here we go. Razor's uh, put his hand up. Good on you, Razor. Come in, mate. Get you in here. Razor, how are you going, mate? He's muted at the moment, please. Oh, you're muted, Razor. There you go. There you go. There we go. Now, nice and loud, Razor. Nice and loud, mate. Last week you were a little bit faint. How's that? Beautiful. What'd you think, mate? Yeah, well, you know, I like to boil games down to uh, movies, and I'm going to call this the Forrest Gump game because (laughs) we had moments of brilliance, and then, you know, we're still a bit touched in the head, you know? That Tom, yeah. that Tom Lynch thing drove me out of my mind. Twenty minutes to get the on the ground makes no sense. It wasn't I, just. I, I, I'm like just pure filthy about it. I I don't even want to watch football no more. <laughs> oh, it's gone off. Razor's just gone off. Well, t- tell us, Razor, what were the good points, mate? Oh my God, Joel Thorpe, man, what? What a debut. Uh, we kicked 15 straight. That's a record. Um, we looked just absolutely fantastic in that second quarter. Mm. So that's probably three right there off the bat. Yeah, that's Great. about it. <laughs> and I think, you know, um, we have to keep in mind that this is a new group and it's a young group and um, we are in a rebuilding phase and uh, like it was a heartbreaking game because we should have won it. But the fact is we're not actually playing a bad style of footy for long periods of the game and uh, 
I don't actually mind what I see, and, and whilst you want to win those ones, um, I think we're on the right path, you know? Do you agree with that, Razor? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would say that we are fine. Um, the style of football we've got, if we could maintain it for a whole game, we'd be winning lots and lots of games. It's a, But it's a very physically taxing type of game because um, it's all about running, it's all about movement. And, uh, yeah, you raised the, the question about where we tied in the last quarter and possibly we were because uh, yeah. um, certainly we did not play that. We did not play the same style of game in that last quarter that, that we did for the first three quarters. We tied in the third right. as well. Yeah, we were. We were tied before three-quarter time. And, and Thanks, the interesting Rosa, thing for is, being on. Oh, oh, sorry, go on, Nick. Um, because looking at the, the top-ups that we got playing in the SNFL, they all got speed, and obviously we've picked those top-ups to match what we need to see from our AFL team, um, and, and that was quite noticeable in the game against Centrals. My, my issue a bit, though, is we, uh, yes, it's fabulous we kicked that 15 straight, but if you actually look at the scoring shots, they were very similar. So it wasn't the domination that what it initially appeared with that second quarter on the scoreboard. I mean, we do know that back kicking is bad football, but we were still letting it get in to their forward line too easy. Um, and and I think that's that's the issue we kind of need to, to look at. Um, but you're, you're right about that. Some of that ball movement was just beautiful to watch, and particularly when we were getting that run in waves. Um, we've seen in that, that a, second a couple quarter, of times this we kicked 10 goals to four in that second quarter. If that's not a we domination, did. I don't know what is. But it, they, it missed was four goals. The, they, they missed how much in the first quarter? Five, two to four goals. So they only missed two shots in the first quarter. Nine, five yeah. to 14 goals at, at half time. So I don't agree with that. I, I felt like we had the game in control at half time. We really did. And I felt like even though we'd kicked ridiculously straight um, I felt like that was an accurate representation of where we were in the game to be perfectly honest with you um, now we've got other people in the audience there you've seen how easy it is uh, Ray uh, coming all the way from the US to have a chat with us uh, as he does um, on the Crowcast so uh, don't be shy put your hand up there's a little icon down there down the bottom in, with the little hand click that and I'll see it and uh, I'll invite you in to have your say um, now, just uh, go through some team stats when I get this organised. All right, so team stats-wise, fourth on 368 disposals to our 338, 206 kicks, 162 handballs. Uh, we were a li little bit more handball happy, uh, 197 kicks to 147, uh, 141 handballs. Uh, they had 10 more inside 50s, and I'd like to see the breakdown of that um, uh, quarter by quarter, but the AFL apps. I think that's, that um, was mostly in the last quarter. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, disposal efficiency. Now, I do remember at half time we were up around 77%, and uh, we were. Hawthorne, were at, Hawthorne were at 71 We did dip a little bit... Um, after half time, but the interesting one was the efficiency inside 50 Macca. You pointed it out, and Nicky, you might have. Oh, bloody hell, it keeps refreshing. Uh, Nick, you might have pointed it out as well. 
we were at seventy eight percent efficiency inside fifty at half time. I took a screenshot, and we ended the game at fifty one percent efficiency inside fifty, which means if you're a mathematician, we probably went in that second half at probably around about forty percent disposal efficiency or efficiency inside fifty. Possibly um, a bit less, I think. Yeah, maybe into the thirties. So that, to me, illustrates exactly what happened. Um, the other thing that happened too, um, that Clarkson wasn't dumb. He stuck O'Brien down back. Um, and uh, yep. O'Brien was the tool, I think, that they were missing. Uh, like cause We were monstering them up forward. Uh, it looked really potent with Tex on up and about. Uh, Elliot taking a couple of marks and, and Riley just bursting onto the scene after quarter time. Um, but Clarkson did what he needed to do and shoved um, O'Brien down there and he was pushing McAvoy, it was getting McAvoy to push forward to be that tall option um, and I think it worked really well for them after half time. Yeah, I think we, we were out coached after half time and um, that's what, you know, Clarkson he, he is the best in the trade and uh, but while we were I think we had, had a game style and we were, we were, we were definitely on top you know, he, as you said, uh, Fiend, he's managed to manoeuvre it around to neutralise it. And then once he's neutralised yep. it, then to uh, work it into their favour. And in the last quarter, they were definitely playing their game and we were trying to defend it. So uh, Now, before we continue, we've got, a cu- we've got a couple of people here that would like to uh, have something to say. I'll start with uh, 1990 Crow, but uh, Death is Coming, you're on, the, uh, you're on the list as well. So just bear with me a minute. Make sure your uh, microphone is off. Uh, uh, on 1990 Crow. How are you going, mate? Good, thanks. Hey, can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? We you can. You very well. Hey, mate. How are we doing? Very good, mate. Well, very good now. I saw you uh, uh, just getting smashed <laughs> in the Discord in the Discord chat during the game. What do you think, mate? Nineteen ninety. We've got a couple of layers of um, audio going on, but I think I've got your question. Um, I th- I think um, we did pretty well in that second quarter, obviously, but I think the the stroke kicking sort of undermined, I guess, the overall game style, and it made it look a little better than we actually were going. I think the Hawks were playing pretty well um, and then sort of we tired late and that's a pretty big impact on us yeah we certainly we ti- did, I thought we tired we did tired but I think one of the reasons for that was in um, up, up until about halfway through the third quarter I thought we were playing our style of game but the game gradually changed, and then we were we were doing. I thought we were doing a lot of arse chasing, and and you certainly get tired when you do when you chase rather than when you're doing the attacking. So I think you're right that we that we did tire, and but I think that was exaggerated by the fact that, that we were playing. The Hawks played better than us, and uh, in that in that last quarter of a bit, and uh, we were chasing their backsides. And we we money, do have money. a number of. Burning. I was just going to say we 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 do have a number of players that tend to wait for the opposition to do something 
and then they react and they often react a little bit too slowly and some of them are sitting up forward, which isn't good. 1990, I don't know about you, but I was expecting Knicks to actually slow the game down a little bit after halftime. Is that something you thought might happen? Um, not exactly. I, th- I think we just couldn't get our hands onto the ball quite enough, to be honest. And I think um, we allowed Hawthorne to get into, back into the game and play their game style when that made us a bit more defensive. Yeah, that's true. And I think we... Um... We we started to lose midfield or of ground ball that ground ball um, stat. I reckon we we started to lose that a little bit as well. Uh, O'Brien was getting a ton of the ruck um, wins, but it didn't actually look as if we were uh, making the most of it. Yeah, that, that's how I saw it. The other thing I thought too is that uh, Jeff, uh, who is a, a real get go go getter in the back line for Hawthorne, didn't have much of an influence in the first half, but I thought he dominated in the second half too. Which, which gave, once it, once he's got the ball and, and running all over the place, it just get, gets them up and running. So then all of a sudden we're chasing backsides rather than just playing as we were before. How good is that kid? He's going to be an absolute superstar. That kid. He is. He's, he's a beauty. I'd love to have him in our yeah. team. He's, oh my! You God. just can't. You can't predict what he's going to do next. And um, no. I, don't, I don't know whether he knows it to half the time. <laughs> And, well, and the I thing think is, yeah, I was just going to say the commentator's got it right. He needs to go on a wing eventually. Oh yeah, the thing is, not only is it quick, but did you see how long his stride is? When he gets his tail up, his stride, hes like a bloody thoroughbred racehorse. His stride is so long. It is because he, at one stage he probably took a regulation number of strides, but he definitely ran thirty meters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, 1990, uh, Crow, any last words before I kick out? Last words. I think the um, a lot of our small forwards and half forwards are sort of a bit struggling a little bit to run to our tall forwards but also provide pressure going back the other way and also didn't get Agreed. involved quite as much as they have been. Um, and that allowed players like the player you just mentioned to run off the, the leash a little bit and cause a bit yeah. too much damage. Very good comment, yeah. mate. Very good comment. 100% agree with that. Thanks, mate. I'll uh, shuffle you back to the audience and I'll bring in uh, Death is Coming. Come in, mate. Make sure your mic's on and all the rest of it. How are you going? I'll wait for him to come in. Uh, just on what um, 99 and Crow said, it was 100% uh, the case that we got no defensive pressure whatsoever from our um, small forwards. It was actually really disappointing, I thought. The whole four of them thing, you know, if, if, whether you, it doesn't matter whether you, which one you're yeah. talking about. Uh, not, you know, McHenry bobs around here and there, but effectively he still nah. only had two, tackle, two tackles for no, the game. I, and, you know, I, I, won't ha- I won't have you knocking Ned this week. Not this no, week. I, I, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying that he tries his guts out, but he didn't have a major effect on the game. That's what I'm saying. And uh, oh, he, he other... did have a big. He had a big effect on the game, Mac. He did. And I tell you what, the umpires absolutely hated his guts. Every time he got near someone, he got a free kick paid against him. And I don't reckon they were all there. Uh, Death is coming. Right. You've been yeah. invited into the into the uh, stage. I think there's a button there that you have to press to uh, actually come in. So uh, just have a look around on the uh, interface there. You should be able to find a button to press to come in. Um, I thought McHenry was very stiff. 
really stiff. And I actually thought his effort um, all day was exemplary. Um, but he didn't get one favour from the umpires. All right, moving on from him, I thought Murphy was poor. Um, I thought yep. uh, Rowe was poor. And uh, McAdam, I am sick and tired of the ball going to our forward line and him being behind these players. Yes, I, mean, he's a small I agree. He's supposed to be in bloody front. I agree, Mac. I, I'm disappointed with McAdam at the moment. Well, you know, um, I, I would say that uh, one of McAdam or Rowe, though, out of those two, definitely should be going back to the twos. And I'd like to see New, uh, Newchurch come in and have a crack at it. Yep. Now we've got Death is coming in. How are you going, mate? He's dead. He's he's dead. <laughs> Apparently, death arrived. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might could there you go. How are you going, mate? No, I don't know what's well, going on with him. Well, they they. Hello, uh, oh, no, I do I do remember my one of my favourite nicknames of a football player is Mark Viscas, and it was Death, and that's because they couldn't hear him coming. Yeah, just quietly, his son goes all right too, Kane. Had a good game uh, for the Bays on the weekend. Um, all right, well, Death, we'll let you sort that out um, and we'll keep going. Uh, let's go back and have a look at the, some more of the stats, shall we? Um, I thought it was a bit free-kick Hawthorne-ish, 30-25, to 25, and uh, they certainly did, I thought, get the run of the umpiring, particularly after half-time. Oh, the one against Himmelberg. A shocker. There were, there, were four, there were about four really shocking decisions for the day. And unfortunately, they all went Hawthorne's way. And, and when you do, even just that can be a factor that can make you lose a game. And I, I thought we got no favours from the umpire, none at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so round stoppage. Um, Riley O'Brien absolutely destroyed big boy McAvoy, 44-27. to 27. I thought Riley O'Brien had the best rucking game that he's had for quite some time. Um, and McAvoy is the type of ruck that he will dominate because Riley's not a jumper and McAvoy's not a jumper. Um, and I Correct. feel like that's that's where uh, Riley really comes to into his own. And, he, and I don't... I mean, we've got 40 clearances to 30, 17 to 13 in the centre and 23 to 17 around the ground. But I still don't think, particularly after half-time, I don't think um, we got full... Um, full value for those clearances and I think after half time Hawthorne particularly O'Meara and uh, to a lesser extent uh, Mitchell started to rove a bit to uh, Riley and started to read his taps a bit and uh, they certainly drew back to sort of even after half time Well I think one of the differences was though Fane, is the fact is that um, as you said we, we were getting uh, if you look at the stats we did get we did win the clearances in, in terms of the, the majority, but um, a lot of them were under pressure and a lot of them just weren't used very well. And um, I thought once Hawthorne, as a, I think as the game went on, Hawthorne started to get more out of the middle and they got more around the pack and they started yep. to use a lot better than we did. And, uh, yeah, just little things like that. And they cost you a game when, when, you know, when it's only one kick in it. Yep. Um, I, I agree. Think- to, to me, one Don't of the me. problems was um, was that midfield 
was that you saw that in the the second half was that often Rob was the one trying to be the link player running past um, if he didn't get the mark, if it was like one of the forwards had taken one or whatever, he was the play going past. It's like, where the hell's our midfield? Well, the midfield really was around two guys, really. It was really around Laird and uh, Keys, And I thought both of those can put their hands up and hold their heads up high and say they had a real crack. Um, I thought, hey. They, they, had, they had cracks for part of the game, not for the full game. Um, no, I, I, I disagree, uh, Nikki. It may, may not have been as effective uh, in the later half, but I thought they, they had, a, uh, had a real crack at it. Uh, I mean, yeah, yep. somebody made a comment. Schoenberg was nowhere to be seen. I agree with that comment. Um, Haitley had about, I think he had about, 15, no, maybe 17, 16, 17 possessions, but there weren't any particularly memorable ones in there. Um, so he's he would have to lift his game to, to, to stay in there. Yeah, definitely. let's not go through individuals, Macca. You know what the format is. No, I'm sorry. I was just talking about midfield. Yeah, I apologise. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Contested possessions were pretty easy, even 146 to 144. Although, just to me, just the eye test, it looked like they were winning more 50-50 contests in general. Uh, uncontested possessions, Hawthorne a little bit higher. The turnovers, 73, 84. 84 is a ridiculously high amount of turnovers for Adelaide. Um, I've, for those watching on YouTube, I've just got the heat maps up and I'm just going to run through the quarter by quarter. You can see in the first quarter there we were... Um, playing quite forward, or both teams actually were playing quite forward of the contest. A lot of possessions around the midfield as the ball was pinging back and forward. Um, in the second quarter, um, you can see that we really started to get on top. A lot of possessions in the midfield area. Hawthorne were getting pushed back a bit. Um, but the third quarter heat map is the interesting one because you would expect, given that Hawthorne got on top, you would expect that we were actually uh, getting more of our possessions defensively. But we actually got the majority of our, def- uh, our possessions in the midfield or around half forward. And Hawthorne were actually playing quite deep. And that's what happened in the third quarter, in my opinion, is our forward 50 entries became ineffective. They stuck O'Brien behind the contest. Yep. And... Um, and as you said, uh, that young fella started running out of defence, but they started getting handball chains out of defence, and I would love to have seen the stat for scores off turnover in our back half because I reckon it would have been immense in that third quarter. Um, and oh, it just all, goes all to show... Yeah. It, it just got... All our, all our um, possession in that third quarter was concentrated around the 50-metre arc. There was hardly any... Possessions. I wish this app had stopped refreshing. There's hardly any possessions inside uh, 25 metres for goal. There's, in fact, there's only, what was that, five or six inside 20 metres for the whole quarter. Um, whereas Hawthorne, you can see there, they had probably 10 or 12 possessions, maybe even more, in that third quarter, even though that they were forced quite, uh, quite deep. So, to me, that's where the game changed. It's in that third quarter where our forward 50 entries began to deteriorate and Hawthorne, we weren't able to apply enough pressure um, across uh, the back, uh, the forward 50 to stop them running the ball out. And if you recall, uh, Mac and Nick, uh, I reckon that was the problem last week as well. Yeah, look, it is one of our problems, no doubt about that. Um, no, and I agree, well, totally. I, I think... 
I think it's a major problem, to be honest with you, as I just bring Page and Motion back into the chat. Uh, you're invited back in, mate. Hopefully you've got your audio sorted there. How you going? Just doesn't want to speak to us. Oh, he, he, he <laughs> oh, sorry, it was death, in, death incoming, not uh, Page in Motion. Sorry. Sorry, death. Oh, it just doesn't look like it's happening for the fella. What a shame. No. Take your permissions. I'm pretty sure you're right to go. Yeah, you're right to go. I'll keep you there if you get your uh, audio sorted out, Death. Uh, just speak up. Um, yeah, but to me that was that was the key, um, Mac and Nick. It was that change in the way that Alastair Clarkson set himself up after half time. Um, and where Hawthorne started to get all their all their ball from, and a lot of it was from our deep in our back half. Time um, possession was fairly even, um, although in the last quarter you can see that uh, Hawthorne dominated possession in the last quarter, fifty-five to thirty-four in the last quarter. So they really got on top of us. That geez, someone's just chucked something in the chat. Raise a raise. Yeah, just especially an explanation oh, of what. what the Lynch thing, why it took so long. Uh, and, uh, blah, 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 blah. Weeks, repulsive treatment, blah, 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 blah. No, not buying all it. I can, all I can not say is that if that, is, if that is supposed to be a serious comment, all they've done is said to them that they are fucking incompetent. That's, I'm sorry about swearing, yeah. but that's what that, that's all that says. That says we have no idea. 100%. Death, you got your audio sorted? No. Unfortunately. If anyone else. (laughs) What's that, Maka? I think think he'd been buried, let alone died. (laughs) There's nothing coming. (laughs) All right. Marks uh, 86 to 80. uh, Inside 50, 18 to 14. Contestant marks 16 to 19. Um, as you'd expect, because we we're playing fairly tall. Um, intercepts again, uh, a key, a key stat. I reckon eighty-four to Hawthorne, seventy-three to us, um, and I think a lot of those would have been in that third quarter. Um, so you know, uh, fifty-eight to fifty-one tackles. I don't think I, I disagree with you, Nick. I don't think our intent was uh, the problem. Um, I, I think we missed a few tackles. Um, I, I think we uh, we didn't stick tackles, particularly after half time, which again is a fatigue thing. The tackles inside fifty stat surprises me, ten to five our way. Uh, I'd like to see when they happened. Um, so, um, you know, that's the uh, that's the head to head stats. Um, and I don't know about you, but I honestly think that uh, it's basically down to. What I said about the the change in setup in the second half. I think you're right. I mean, because uh, that gave them a launching pad from the back lines all the time. That, that extra player. So, um, and then then they, they got running. And uh, as I said, we started chasing us rather than making them chase us. So yep. yeah, it, it was a very good move. It was a good move, and it worked. Now, if there's anyone else in chat that wants to uh, have a say, um, feel free at any time. Just stick your hand up. Um, I'm enjoying 
the interaction so uh, as people get more used to it i hope that it continues and increases because it's good to hear from you guys uh, as well as uh, read along in the chat as we're going along all right uh, let's just go through some individuals um for a little minute um Who was our best player, do you reckon? Oh, for me, Ben Keys. Ben Keys. I just thought his endeavour was outstanding and uh, um, he had some very, very hard balls. He, he risks his body all the time and he got he gets heaps and heaps of possessions. Okay, his disposal's never 100%. A lot of the time that's because he's really under pressure when he gets it. But if every player put in like he put in, we wouldn't lose. Nick? I know I like I like Rob's game as well. Yep. Um I also thought uh Laddie played well. He was the highest possession winner for the game for us. Um and a lot of little things that went a bit unnoticed. He um was pretty much carrying the can inside. Um but I actually I actually uh think it's a, a split between O'Brien and uh Keys. Um Seisman would have been up there at half time. Yeah. Um, but by God, he stunk it up in the last quarter. Well, that's true. That is season. Yeah, well, I don't know about stunk it up, but he had, didn't have the same influence. He did. Uh, he, I thought he was very close to the top, probably our top three up to three quarter time. But dear, he dropped well down the list after that. He probably might have got in. Probably about our sixth or seventh best, something like that. But um, yeah, I thought he did have. Yeah. He, he had three good quarters. Yeah, well, let's have a look at Benny Keys because uh, he had a very good uh, game. Uh, 31 disposals, 15 kicks, 16 handballs, 8 marks, 13 tackles, if you don't mind. Uh, if we just flick through his quarter by quarter, he had 7 in the first, um, 9 in the second, started to use his leg more, 9 in the third, and 6 in the last. So it's the thing with Benny Keys is you always get the, see that consistency of effort. Um you know, you don't see his stats drop off after half time. Uh, you can see that he uh, got statistics all over the ground, um, pretty even there. A lot of time in the middle, so he was working hard for us in the middle, getting clearances. Um, his disposal efficiency uh, for thirty-one disposals was pretty good, seventy-four uh, percent. Seventeen contested possessions, although that goal that he missed or that shot that he missed, uh, bloody horrific. Um, involved in four score involvements, took eight marks, one contested, uh, two two turnovers, nineteen pressure acts, four hundred and fifty meters gained. He had ten clearances, six center, and four stoppage. Uh, Thirteen tackles, two of them inside fifty. He had three inside fifties himself, three rebound fifties as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good game from Ben Keys. No, that's outstanding. When you when you look at his stats of getting the ball plus thirteen tackles on top of that, oh no, that's that that's outstanding. Yep, and I felt his um, his effort by foot was less noticeably bad. I didn't think he only turned it over a couple of times, and I felt like he was more constructive. But him and Laird um, were doing very well, particularly in the first half. Um, fell away a bit, Nick. Yeah, to to me, he was. I had actually had him ahead of Laddie because the issue in the third quarter was he was still up and about, whereas Laddie kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's where the 
the issue to me was was that we only had more that that single midfielder um yep. kind of shining a little bit in the third when they started to get back in up yeah well let's have yeah. a look at Rory's stats 32 touches 15 kicks 17 handballs uh, quarter by quarter he had 10 touches in the first both him and keys between them only had two kicks and <clears throat> about 15 handballs in the first quarter that's quite interesting um Second quarter, I think both of them got told after quarter time to uh, kick the ball because they both went reversed it in the second quarter. Seven and three for Rory in the second quarter. Uh, third quarter, six and two. And last quarter, dropped off a bit, one and three, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, if we have a look at his Telstra tracker, um, that's just the last quarter. Let's go back. Uh, again, similar to Ben Keys, uh, a little bit more behind the ball, 70% in the defensive half, 30 in the forward half, um, but got touches all around the place. Uh, 66% disposal efficiency, a little bit down. 18 contested possessions, uh, 15 uncontested, four turnovers, four intercepts, uh, only four score involvements, one goal assist, uh, five marks, all uncontested, one turnover, only 11 pressure acts, 355 metres gained, seven clearances, um, five tackles, one of them inside 50, four inside 50s and four rebound 50s. So I think one of the things that I've noticed, you two, um, is the manner in which the score involvement stat has dropped off for our two main key midfielders since Sloney's gone down. Yes, I think uh, I think lead stats when you were reading them out sort of illustrated that he was playing really more like centre to back half type uh, in his clearance. Doesn't matter. That way. You can be playing. You can play full. You can play out of full back as if you're involved in the chain. You're part of the score involved. You get a score involvement stat. Our, our well, midfielders, true. the amount of the amount of ball that Leddy got in the midfield and keys as well. It surprises me how few score involvement stats they've got. And that's been a trend for the last three weeks, I've noticed, um, that our, our clearances out of the out of the centre and our midfielders in general are not the key drivers to for our scoring efforts. It's more Seedsman and, and Scholl and Brodie Smith, those types, those outside runners, that are, that are the keys to our scoring. And I'd like to see our midfield actually be able to de- deliver the ball cleanly into our forward 50 instead of just kind of hat kick it and, you know, call it a clearance kind of thing. Well, that, that's a fair point too. Um, but also the forwards have to cooperate and also uh, spread out a bit and give them something to, to kick to as well. Uh, they do a lot of blind kicks because they're under pressure. I agree with that. And, that, and that's generally not going to lead to a scoring opportunity. Interesting thing is, Fane, is that... Uh, um, at one stage, when they put up the um, how all the goals were kicked from both teams, they were—I think all but one was kicked from uh, turnovers, from errors. Yeah, in the back line. I saw. I reckon that was half time or halfway through the first, third, second quarter. It was like seven goals each to on turnovers. It was just about the entire score. It was. Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm. Mm. So, I think, what do you reckon? Sort of, um, the, basically, that. The way that footy is being played at the moment, um, unless you've got elite midfielders who can really use the ball very well, most of your scoring is really going to come from a turnover. Not how it was going the first couple of weeks, Mac. No. 
<laughs> We're not playing like that at the moment. No, I'm actually putting together a bit of a um, analysis that will be up on YouTube over the next few weeks that is basically our first... Um, I'm going to include this week, so our first six rounds, and it's going to be looking at some key areas. One is our midfield setup, one is our forward 50 entries, and one is our defensive pressure. And just see if we can track it over the first six weeks. So look out for that. I haven't finalised the, the analysis yet, but... Um, as I said, the score involvement stat is something that really sticks out to me, so uh, it's something that we'll be highlighting. But anyway, um, let's have a look at Seedsman's uh, game. Uh, he had 27 disposals, 20 kicks, 7 handballs, 5 marks, 3 tackles, kicked 1 goal, 1. Uh, 9 disposals in the first and 6 disposals in the second. At that stage, he was on 14 kicks and 1 handball, which is what you want from Paul. Uh, third mm-hmm. quarter, 8... Eight disposals, four and four. Uh, last quarter, only four disposals, two and two, uh, which is a real shame, but it shows that we just weren't getting the ball to the outside. Um, he was getting the ball uh, forward of the defensive 50, which is where we want him to get the ball. I just want to check where he was getting the ball in the last quarter because uh, I have a feeling that, yeah, see, he was the main instigator of our forward 50 entries in that last quarter. Um, getting pretty much all of his ball uh, at centre or before. But just wasn't using it well enough. I feel like the only knock that I've got on Seedsman with his disposal is that he can be a little bit one-dimensional under pressure. Uh, the long bomb to the top of the square. Yeah, the long bomb to the top of the square. Pretty that much. is exactly yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that hurt us a bit because um, Nick's noted that the wind actually switched in the last quarter and we're... You would have, ex- and I was expecting us to be kicking with it in the last quarter. Um, it actually turned to a little bit of a headwind, and uh, those balls were just ballooning up um, and uh, dropping short, and we weren't reading it at all. Um, what else have we got here for seed? 82% disposal efficiency is pretty good. Um, only four contested, 23 uncontested positions, nine turnovers though, uh, which again is interesting. He's gone 82% disposal efficiency. But nine t- turnovers, so he either hit a target or turned it over. <laughs> no, no fifty-fifties there. Um, two goal, two goal assists, six score involvements, which is what you want from your uh, your distributing players. Uh, took five marks, all uncontested. Fifteen pressure acts, nine hundred ninety-six meters gained. If you don't mind, um, I don't think I've ever oh. seen it a meters gained that high of you. No. How many was it? 996. No, I've never seen that. That's about as high as I've ever seen. Uh, three tackles, eight inside 50s, three rebound 50s. Look, those stats four, are good four, enough. Four, four metres short of a kilometre. Yeah, thanks for the maths lesson, Matt. Um, those stats really are good enough to get Seedsman in our top five. I just feel like his effectiveness dropped off, as I said, in the last quarter. And well, I think that was partly as well because with that ball dropping short, our forwards weren't reading it because they were anticipating it to go further and they didn't adjust quick enough. So there kept being those intercept marks from um, Hawthorne where normally we would actually try and contest it and that's where Seed would then 
become involved with a little handball chain, that link running past. So I, th- I think that kind of played into it as well. Yeah, and it, that is, that we did make one point there, Fiend, which uh, is very interesting, is, is about the wind change. I thought that was quite costly too, because um, up to up until then, all the scoring had basically been done down at that end. And I thought at least yep. we're going to come home with the breeze here. We're going to have That's... the advantage, and and it's a scoring yep. end. And bugger me, dead of all of a sudden, they're kicking long, and we're kicking into the air again. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I thought too. That's what I thought too, Mac. I thought, oh, we got the win in the last. This is going to be all right. And, uh, yeah, it just wasn't the case. <laughs> the, the thing that you you notice is that we don't – we stop hitting lead-up targets when we get tired. Yes. Um, and I, we, it's, there's one le- – to me, and this is just my eye, I could be completely wrong, but to me it feels like we're one possession short when we get tired in our transition. So – when it's like we need one more release before we go into forward fifty, and in the in when we're up and about, we get that extra release just to really uh, get a bloke in the clear and allow him to actually deliver the ball, um, you know, effectively. But when we're cooked, there's not enough run in the legs for people to make position to be able to get that one last possession before we enter forward fifty, and I think it really costs us. Well, I agree with you, but that's again where I think our, you know, our small forwards let us down very badly because you know um, the the big boys are, they they are either going to lead or they're going to stay at home. But um, they just instead of um, leading and and uh, becoming decoys or whatever, they just get hang around just in a, in a, in a, a congregated mob and just uh, just as you say, what we're doing is kicking to a pack. Yeah. Um... Let's have a look at Riley O'Brien's numbers. He had 20 disposals, 8 kicks, 12 handballs, 5 marks, 1 tackle. Um, as you'd expect, most of his posies uh, around the centre, but he did get back a little bit. Um, spent 58% of the time in the back half, 75% disposal efficiency, 11 contested possessions, which is what you get from Riley. Um, mm. Only two two turnovers, uh, 4 intercept possessions, um, 5 marks, 3 contested uh, I felt like he uh, he competed with McAvoy in the air pretty well all day. McAvoy's no slouch above his head. Uh, 167 metres gained, uh, two centre clearances himself and also two stoppage clearances, 40 hitouts as we mentioned, five inside 50s is a key stat. Uh, when your ruckman is giving you five inside 50s, you'd bet your life that none of them are terribly effective. <laughs> No, well, particularly the way not. O'Brien kicks it. Well, yeah. he, so, uh, he's not a bad field kick. It's just when he's <laughs> in front of goal, he has trouble. Don't be too kind, Nicky. Uh, yeah, I know he's not a bad field kick, Nick, but he's not going to lace out a leading target. No, no, he's not. I always like to see him handball off to a running player going past him rather than him kick it. Yep. And he does look for that, but he wasn't getting it. Don't forget those in the chat. If you uh, want to have your say, uh, feel free at any time to click that hands up button. And uh, assuming I see you, I'll uh, bring you in. We've got, who's that? Lord Curry, someone or other. Lord Curry, is that, have we got royalty in the chat? I don't know. But feel free to say g'day. Oh, he's put his hand up too. Here we go. Here we go. 
do we have to address you um, as your royal highness? Uh, just click the uh, button down the bottom there, uh, your nah, highness, and you'll be able Lord, to come into the Lord. audience. There we go. Lord Curry Favell, how are you? G'day, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, yes Lord we Chip. can, mate. <laughs> I've arrived. Curry, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's <there. laughs> Tell us all about it, mate. What do you think? Yeah, look, I, I thought it was... Um, I was very excited um, right up until about half time, and I realised that we peaked too early and Clucker is going to do a number on us and, uh, you know, apply his tactics and sort us out. Yeah, he did. as he does. As he does. Did you pick up what the changes he'd made? Um, <clears throat> I, think he got, I think he got stuck into O'Meara and, uh, and Mitchell and just got the midfield yeah. running. There's no doubt those two picked up after halftime. You're quite right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah, and that, and I think that just we, we didn't have enough fight in the third. And I think we came back a bit in the fourth, even though we didn't put a lot of score on the board. But the third is where it got out of control, and yeah, it was a shame. But it was it's a lot of good signs for us, though. So. Um, tell us, your lordship, what did you think of the fiasco with the lyncher coming off the bench? Oh, that's got to, there's got to be an inquisition into that. That was terrible. Inquisition. No, nobody ever expects the Spanish inquisition. <laughs> no, that's I, I can't right. believe it. I, I can't believe that he was um, our sub to begin with, given that he's had the toe issues for the last couple of weeks. I agree with you. I mean, when I saw, I watched the Sandville game, and when I saw Chase Jones was rested in the fourth quarter mostly, I thought, Right, they're going to get him over there. But I can't remember what's the sandfall rules for getting a medical sub in that we there's some there's some sandfall related rule that we can't get. What is it again? I can't remember now. I'm not aware of it. I think um, there is. There's something that disadvantaged us, and Port were going on about it heavily, and we were as well. Oh, what they were saying is if they if they were going to be the medical sub, they couldn't play in the sandfall. Ah, um, oh, okay. That's so is that, why, is, is that why Chase ended up not being available to be the sub today? I, I don't know. I, re, but I know that to both the Adelaide and Port Adelaide were trying to get the sample to relent on that particular issue, and I don't know whether yeah. they did or whether they didn't. So, uh, well, I think I that's, that's a sore point because I think that might have cost us today because I don't think we would have taken Lynch had we been able to choose someone else. Yeah, like well... Look, I think you're, you're probably right there, and then this is where being a lord comes into You see these things very well. Uh... <laughs> you brown noser. But, okay, can I ask you one question, uh, your lordship? And what, yeah. where, where does the rest of it come from? Curry for Val. For Val. Uh, it's an, so my last name is Lord. Right. The Curry for Val part is, um, it's like carrying favour. It's an old way to say carrying favour. Yes, um, but it's something that I something that I stumbled across, and I use it as my Twitter handle because to me, tweeting and being on Twitter is all about carrying favour with people. So it, it has been suggested in the chat that you actually get, make me a knight. Can you actually do that, <laughs> Sir Macca? Yes. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> no, I'm, asking, I'm asking the Lord, not you, Nikki. <laughs> I voted Republican. Well, you well, have to change your name to Sir Macca. Well, um, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Okay, thank you. 
Um, and <laughs> Hang on a minute. Just coming back, what changes would you have made in the last quarter? Say again, sorry? Well, we were sort of struggling in the last quarter. What changes do you think you would have made if you were the coach? We potentially needed to throw one of our big guys back, and I think I saw Fogarty was in – Was I remember Fogarty being in the goal square at one point when a goal went in, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if he just ran down – his man brought him down there. But I think even maybe putting Himmelberg back for a little bit because we had so many tools. Um, you know, Tex and Philsop were, were doing the job up front, but I think maybe throwing Himmelberg back just to stem a bit of flow and give Dodie a bit of support. 100% on that one. Um, we didn't make enough changes to cover Kaczynski. Today yeah. was getting towed up by Kaczynski. He was just a yeah. little bit undersized. And given we were playing so tall up forward, um, we needed either... It, for me, it was either Himmelberg or um, Fogarty that needed to go back. Um, yeah. And I would have. I agree with you and a couple in the chat too. Um, Himmelberg has played a key defensive role as a junior. Um, and we just yeah. needed an extra tool down there, um, you know, given that we didn't pick uh, Murray. So if we'd have picked Murray, um, you know, all the all the bullshit with uh, Lynch would have been avoided because we would have had one of the other lads as uh, probably McPherson as a uh, as a sub. So uh, anyway, never mind. Yeah. I think with Hamill going out, I'm. Uh... Sorry, with Hamill going out, I'm really excited if we get Worrell in because I think it's Worrell's time. And I think uh, giving him a home debut against G- GWS will be really good. Actually, you're a little bit scary, you Lordship. You make good sense. <laughs> yeah. You, you wouldn't actually uh, be part of another podcast, would you, uh, your Lordship? Uh, I think, uh, I think I he is. I follow quite a few. Sorry? I think you might even be a member of another podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've, I follow quite a few Crows podcasts. Um, I live I mean, in Melbourne, so yep. this is my way to get Crows uh, conversations with people. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, thanks very much for joining in, mate, and uh, hopefully it won't be the last time because you make a lot of sense. Uh, you've knighted yep, Sam Hacker with, uh, with uh, <laughs> changed his name in the chat. Uh, he probably doesn't even realise <laughs> it yet, but... Uh, <laughs> I have to pick it up. I have picked it up. I'm about to thank him for the title because I think it's well earned. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. No, yeah, good on you, mate. Bye. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. No worries. All right. See, it's just that easy, Crowcast listeners, and uh, you don't even have to make as much sense as uh, His Royal Highness. Uh, it's it's of, yeah, because if what you is- make too much sense then you start making us look bad and then you won't be invited back on. <laughs> <laughs> so just, yeah, just relax a bit. Yeah, because make a lot of sense at the best of times. Just relax a bit. Now, I don't think we can do a game day analysis without focusing on Mr. Thilthorpe just for a moment. And, uh, Nikki, <laughs> I just want to say, and I'm not going to can you because I think that your assessment of Riley's game in the sample last week was reasonable... But I just want to say that the way that things are set up at the moment in the SANFL is extremely detrimental to the development of our kids. And the fact that we've got so many top-ups at the moment, um, it really means, I think, that 
selections like Thilthorpe, who probably hadn't earned it on form, are still warranted um, because Riley would have learnt more today. As I've been banging on about all season, Riley would have learnt more today than he has in the in the previous five weeks playing in the twos. Don't you agree? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with no. you, Flynn. No, that's I I've I've always thought that there's an that issue with the SNFL. Um and really the AFL needs to get their butt into gear and actually have an AFL reserves back again. Yeah. Um and to me my my issue with Riley and why I was very angry at him particularly in that South Adelaide game was exactly what happened with that very last kick from Tex which is where you saw him behind Hardigan and instead of and he was on one side and he just and that's what he was doing a lot of um McAdam as you pointed out earlier does exactly the same thing as where they start from behind so whether that's an issue we've got with our forwards coaching. Um, I remember one you're talking about, but I can't remember too many others, Nicky. No, no, I'm not agreeing with you, Nick. No, the ball was coming in. No, I'm saying, but that's why, that's what he was consistently doing in that South Adelaide game. And that's why my impression was he was not ready at all because of that's, what I saw him do consistently in that game. Well, this you're, game, you're, very different. You're right about, you're right about a, a lot bit of higher. things. <laughs> but but that's but that's what the, that's where I was coming from, and we saw that in that one example. But overall, he had a bloody good game for a debut. I think that's, that's an understatement. I think he had a, a superb game for a uh, for a debut. <laughs> um, and we we saw also some of that. Why he was, why he is essentially the number one draft pick. Yes, they can talk as much as they like about the Bulldogs player, but and and he got his ten grand or whatever from Nab, but he only did that so we could get our player later. Um, uh, he is essentially that number one draft pick, and he showed enough in that game that very much so what we've got to look forward to. And I really liked at one stage for one of his marks, it was Fogarty, him and Himmelberg up forward and working quite well together. And to me, if we can keep Fog and get him going, that was that's our future. And yeah. they were working well, particularly in that second quarter. The interesting and- thing, though, Nicky, just to offset what you're saying, I reckon that if you look at our first three games with no Fogarty in the, in the midfield, and we win. And in the last three games, uh, we've struggled with the Fogarty in the, in the middle. But no Sloan. Um, correlation, correlation by causation. Nikki, you're 100% right. No Sloan. It's not yeah, that Fogarty's in. It's, it's that Sloan's there. out. No Sloan. Well, that's, well, it's a very good counter. <laughs> yeah. um, that's why you've been rele- relegated to court just now, mate. No, I don't accept that one. I've been right, mate. You're just jealous. You're having way too much fun with that, Fiend. You've discovered you can change people's names. <laughs> I've always known, but... I'm uh, a bit scared yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, just don't mess with me. But the, one of the other things they kept talking about, the commentators, is they're going, oh, we're a bit worried about, you know, how tall Adelaide was. And it's like, but Tilthorpe, one of the big raps on him was how good he is below his knees, and he's essentially a midfielder who's a ruckman size. And we know that Himmelberg is also very good 
below his knee. So they're not the lumbering tools. No. They're no. actually quite no. agile. You, you and very good when they hit hit the ground. You look at that uh, that second goal that uh, Phil Thorpe got. That yeah. was that was the type of goal that a row or one of those players should be getting. Just the ball mm-hmm. was loose, just snatches it with one hand, correct goal. And it was just beautiful yeah. stuff to watch. I actually didn't mind the structure at all. Uh, and I think there's there's a lot of merit for, um, uh, stri- like, like you say, they're not lumbering tools. Uh, both Himmelberg and Riley can get on their bike. Um, and... Um, uh, the problem is it's that with that kind of height, they're never going to be sprinters, and it means no. that Shane McAdam has to play a slightly different role. And this is Agreed. my problem at the moment. Anyway, let's have a quick look at Riley because uh, we've kind of digressed a little bit. He had 16 disposals, 10 kicks and 6 handles, took 5 marks, 2 tackles and 5 goals, if you don't mind. 5 goals straight on debut. Um, Should get a rising star. And 42% the defensive half, which uh, is interesting. Um, seven contested possessions went at just under 70% disposal efficiency. Um, turned it over five times, three intercepts. Um, what else have we got here? Three contested marks, two uncontested. That mark that he took uh, against McAvoy, that was uh, magnificent. Um, well, no, a big Eleven pressure acts, uh, two tackles, one inside fifty. Um, I, it was a, you know, it wasn't a stunning debut, but it was certainly pretty bloody close to it. If he could have uh, maintained the rage uh, for the the entire four quarters, it would have been some sort of a debut. But in any event, to kick five goals on debut and just to show us exactly and the competition for that matter, to show the competition exactly the type of player he's going to be. Um, it was just great to see him in the team and um, hear what anyone says. He stays in the team for the rest of the season, for mine, unless he, he needs to be managed with stores. Yeah, I do. For, me, for me, it's if you need to manage him or if there are some confidence yeah. issues, or et cetera, or something else, then what is best for yeah. his overall development then that's how we need to deal with him. Yeah. Uh, look, he, he, he has got great self-belief. Like, you know, uh, one of my uh, grandson uh, played in the same team as him and he, he's, a, he's a very, very confident type of person. And, uh, and look, he, he would not have been phased by playing today. He just wouldn't be phased. And, yeah. uh, and you know, that, that showed. He just didn't feel out of place at all. No, you, you saw the smile on his face. Mm. You know, yeah, he was just was so lovely. happy to be out here. He was having a great yep, time. Loving it. Hundred percent. No, all right. Now, let's. Uh, some notable mentions. I thought Geordie Butts uh, battled gamely. I thought Himmelberg coming in uh, wasn't bad. Ned McHenry, I thought, was actually his best game for us. Even though uh, he didn't have a huge amount of disc- disposals, I felt like he got absolutely destroyed by the umpires. Um, how many frees did he Agreed. give away? Let's. Here, the amount of frees that he gave away, because I reckon he got targeted by the umps. Oh yeah, with your free kicks. Yep, four frees against, none four. Uh, the bloke's like three feet high. Uh, it, come on, uh, it, he was he was uh, not well served by the umpires today. 
Um, but there are a couple of players I feel were down. Can can I just can I just also add in Jake Kelly? As oh, much yeah. as no, how that's... poor our backline was, yeah. I actually thought Jake had a really good game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, right now, there's a few to choose from. Mac, who was your uh, bloke most under pressure at the moment? Uh, McCannum. I can't stand this business of playing from behind all the time. And it's look, it's out of him and Rowe. And um, no, you are... always do this. Just bloody one. All right. No, if it if it's just one, I would drop McCannum, even though I think he. Better than Rowe because he's just got to stop from this playing from behind business all the time. Yep, Shane McAdam, six disposals. He had one in the first quarter, two in the second, uh, one in the third, and two in the last. Now, to me, what's happening with Shane is that he's not getting up the ground enough. He's staying deep. And he's playing from behind and he's being opportunistic and he's not working hard enough to get up the ground. If we have a look at his uh, Telstra tracker, look where he's getting his possessions. Have a look at that. It's like all of them bar one inside 30 and the other one was still inside 50. He has not left. Now, I don't care if someone's going to say that's the instructions... But to me, if a bloke's not getting the agate, he needs to be working harder and at least presenting up around high half forward. Not one possession outside of the uh, forward 50, Mac. Yeah, look, he's just hanging around the goals and he's hanging behind his player, which makes it even worse. So the number of times he's screaming at the TV, for God's sake, McCann, get in front. And uh, uh, I think the only way to teach him is to drop him. I agree. Um, I think uh, he's gotten lazy and he's forgotten how to lead up at the ball and uh, he's just taken too much for granted. Nikki, uh, so just before we move on, Agree Nikki, on that. sorry, who would, you, who, who would you bring in, Mac? Um, well, I, I would... Uh, oh, what's his name? The, um, the young lad with speed. Um, New Church. New Church. I'll bring in New Church. I'll just give him a try. Nick, who was your uh, most under pressure? And like Macca, um, I think there was the two in particular, but um, with Roe. But I also think we've got an issue with Luke Brown. We raised him last week, and I think he needs to be raised yes. again. Yes, you stole my thunder, Nicky. Luke oh, Brown, yeah. <laughs> again, seven disposals for the game. Uh, two in the first... One in the second, three in the third, one in the last. Uh, we do have an issue with Luke Brown, in my opinion. His he Telstra can't tracker run. looks a little bit. His Telstra tracker looks a little bit obscene if you look at it a certain way. Um, but again, we're getting absolutely no run from Luke Brown, and. We rely on him for run, particularly today. Like today, we had Dude playing a lockdown role, so we lost his run. We had Seeds playing a bit more forward of the contest. Um, if it wasn't for Brody Smith coming out of that back half, we would have got nothing. And Luke Brown needs to start 
You guys all still there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh, you dropped out. Yeah, that was funny then. Um, Luke Brown needs to uh, start providing some run. Well, yeah. I don't think he can. (laughs) I I mean, with Nicky, I don't think he can either. Well, to me, he looked fit enough. I just don't... I think he's forgotten how to do it, to be honest with you. No, he didn't look fit, particularly in Edge Chase a player. So what do you think, Nicky? Mm-hmm. You think he's playing engine? Yep. Partic- particularly when, when he's trying to turn. Look, I think you're probably right because he is a quality player. He's always been, uh, I don't know how many years he's played now. He's just been, been in our team now for about 10 years, I would have thought. And he's always been a quality player that you could rely on and you never, we never, ever discussed him. So for him to be... Um, yeah, I, I think as Surf has quite rightly said, he's either injured or he's close to done, uh, and it's one of the two. He can't. He can't be close to done. Can't be close to done. He's only twenty-eight years of age, right? At the moment, if you have a look at his season stats, he, his disposals are eleven below average. Intercepts three point mm. six below average. Intercept marks nearly one below average. Meters gained. And this is a key one. And it shows that we actually bloody know what we're talking about, Macca and Nicky. His metres gain stat is 192, nearly 193 metres below his average. Right, for the well, season. Well, if he's not done, then he's obviously injured, Fiend, because he just can't do it. He's not doing it. No, he's not doing it. Every stat, every stat uh, is below average at the moment. Anyway, uh, I agree with you, Nicky. Um, I think he's uh, got a few problems. I'm going to put my other earplug in. You guys still there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I think my head, I think my headphone is uh, running out. The other one in. Um, all right, so Nick, you took my thunder with Luke Brown. So I'm going to... It's a toss-up for me between Roe and Andrew McPherson. Uh, and I'm going to go Rowe just because his game was pitiful and I think uh, McPherson might miss a couple with uh, with that injury. Uh, but Rowe, only eight disposals, six kicks, two handballs. He went uh, uh, donuts in the first, apart from a tackle. And he had one in the second, no Correct. tackles. Six in the third uh, with one tackle. And only one in the last with no tackles. Now, he is our premier small forward. That's what he's in the team for. He's a number one small forward. And he needs to do more. Needs to do more than that. Well, yeah. I think, you know, I agree with you that Ned McHenry, he put in a lot. But I don't think the other others, including... um, uh, Rowey did, or Rowey, you just said his stats, and uh, he's not playing very well. Well, plus four turnovers out of those low stat numbers. Yeah, out of eight disposal, you know, four turnovers. Didn't hit the scoreboard, no score involvement. Um, um, two clearances around stoppage, two tackles inside 50. It's just not enough. And uh, I think 
I'd be bringing in new Turks for, for Rowe. I think Rowe needs to get fitter, to be honest with you. I don't think he's fit enough. I don't. He's not getting to. He's not getting to the right spots at marking contests, Maka. I'm in 100 percent agreement with everything you said there. Uh, he, I don't believe he is fit enough, and I think he's got to work harder and get and get even fitter than he is now. Um, too many bottles of black cuts around. His old man's always waffling on about that on five double A. Yeah, no, I, I think that I would definitely uh, give him a rest and uh, give New Church a, a run. And I don't think we we could lose anything out of it. So we're going to be a little bit me, stretched next week. Sorry, Nick, go on. Yeah. My, my problem with Roe was particularly when that ball is up around the high half-forward area um, and above the 50, he watches his man and waits to see what his man is going to do when it's like, you're the forward. You need to be dictating play. And he's just wasn't doing it at all. I mean... To be fair, he had Bergon on him to start off with, and that's a hell of a lesson, which I actually thought was probably going to be good for him. Um, and then when Bergon went off, he should have been better, but he was still watching his opponent too much for my liking. And and that's what I've noticed the past couple of weeks from him. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's not been creative. Uh, he's To me, he's just his primary position is to get at the feet of packs. Um, and to be dangerous in forward 50 stoppage, and um, he's doing neither at the moment. Um, notables, uh, as I mentioned, Andrew McPherson, I think, um, will probably be due arrest anyway, but I feel like he's just struggling for touch at the moment. Um, uh, Harry, no argument there. Yeah, Harry Schoenberg um, was quiet and needs to get involved more. He always looks great with ball in hand, but... Just needed to get involved more. Lockie Shaw was a bit quiet uh, today and might be tiring a little bit, uh, which you'd expect. He's had a bumper month. Um, yeah, I'm going to be. A bit I, thought st- went, I thought he was tagged a little bit today. I think. What's I, that? I sorry, Lockie, I thought Lockie Shaw was tagged a bit. I thought that they played him, played him very closely. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, but that's why we threw that speech to Tom Lynch on the other wing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or carried him out. Uh, um, look, I, we're going to be a little bit stretched next week um, because um, it looks like uh, young Hamill's going to be out for a while um, and maybe McPherson. So there's two spots in defence. You'd, ex- you'd expect that um, uh, the young lad, what's his name again? Worrell will come in. Worrell um, and Murray. And, and Murray would be the other, yes. I'd, um, I'd like to that- see that too, that makes us a little bit slow up forward. Um, so uh, this is where Lukey Brown's really got to start stepping up, providing some run out of defence. Um, up forward, uh, was, who, who's the other? Up forward, if we drop... I can see us well, dropping got... Rowe. Yeah, there's Murphy, the McHenry and uh, uh, McAdam. Yeah, well, Murphy and McHenry won't be dropped, but I can see us dropping Rowe. Uh, for Newchurch, I think it might be time to give uh, Tariq a run. Um, how's Benny Davis going at the moment? He's injured. See, injured. That, our stocks are really our stocks are thin, and that might actually save McAdams Bacon another week. There, well, there's not a lot to bring in. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
But we have we to. Don't... Draw... We we cannot pick Tom Lynch. You know, someone I like DMAC would would have been perfect for a last quarter fresh legs. You know, a bit of link up play. That's that's D-Mac. that's DMAC's bread and butter. DMAC comes on, we'd probably win. Oh well, that's a stretch. But, I actually I mean, agree with we that. Certainly... <laughs> no, he would have had a better be... chance because he's a link up player. Yeah, and he, and he would have give us run. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't disagree with that at all. I think it might be a stretch to say we win, but. We certainly have a better chance of winning, in my opinion. Well, I really need one goal instead to... of Tom Lynch. We only need one goal to win, though, Fiend. So you know, um, I'm aware. Of got a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only need a couple of plays to be reversed. <laughs> a couple of plays to be reversed, and you win the game. Oh, jeez. Sometimes the pearls of wisdom that come from you, Mac, are just—I don't know—that I, I know. Lessons, really. <laughs> I know. I know. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, all right, so final chance for anyone who's uh, in the uh, audience there. If you want to have your say, now's the chance. We've probably got about five minutes to go in the uh, in the uh, in the chat. Uh, who have we got next week? We've got GWS next week. That's going to be a very interesting game. We're playing at home, though, aren't we, Fiend? Yes, we are. Playing on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I think we could... Uh, no, GWS, did, they did put up a pretty good fight against a very good team. I think we'll be struggling. Having said that, this is not GWS's best team either. They've got a lot of injury as well. Nick, what do you reckon? It, it's, as I said last week, it all depends on what we do at selection. And you're right, we, we do have to take some players out, not just the injured ones. There, there's some people that do, that need a, a bit of a kick in the butt. Yeah, no about is, the state of our squad is interesting at the moment. How far away is Sloaney? He, I noticed he, he trained this week. Yeah, look, I don't know that he will play for another, at least another two weeks. Uh, Mrs. Macker had the same injury, and uh, it was it's bothered her for, and she you know she had to, for about five weeks. She's not even allowed a bloody move. Well, how's he going to play football? So, Mac, we love we love Mrs. Macker, but I don't think she's ready for selection just yet. <laughs> no, I was, the point I was making just, is that. Uh, because you've actually got a, you've got a torn retina and they've actually glued it together. And if you That's get a hard knock, you could make a whole mess of it again and and go blind. I, I do. Um, he, he, was chasing, he, he was chasing Leo around quite well <laughs> um, on Saturday down at the SNFL. And also, I just have to say kudos to the uh, Central's grandstand attendant who would not let him go up and sit in the stands because there were no grandstand tickets available. <laughs> we were just standing next to him just again going, that's kind of roller side. Okay, yeah, fine. Oh, really? <laughs> he was, yeah, he was a very good – he was a very good um, – about it. So him, Benny Davis and Sam Barry went and sat on the hill behind the goals. Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think we can we don't we can't really count on uh, Sloaney, I don't think. He'd be he'd be very, very unlikely in, in my opinion to play in, in the in the showdown. Um I wouldn't advocate it if I was um 
but you know, Slaney's a tough guy. He might, he might risk it. Um, I'd rather see him wait another week. It all, all depends on how how he was going at, at training, and and it's at the full speed training with how he's actually seeing um, the ball and able to to gather it. Because that's his advantage is that in and under. And if he's got still some issues with it, you just don't risk him. No, it's not vision. It's not vision, Nikki. It's the risk of uh, undoing the surgery. Yeah, but, but that's it, right. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I was getting at. You don't because of that type of plate <laughs> that he is. Oh, you guys! Uh, look, <laughs> I reckon we've gone we've gone one hour forty five minutes for crying out loud, and I put it down to Macca. I put it down to Macca getting his own bloody way. <laughs> Whoops. Bullshit. I did that wrong. Oh, Pete, Pete, PJ wanted me to do a no, that was... rap. That were good. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've done something wrong here. <laughs> we're not over Are yet. Like we're, over? we're not over yet. We're not over yet. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, PJ. Oh, it was funny. Jesus Vardy. Christ. <laughs> Uh, uh, but we are going to finish up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. I was trying to do the bloody... I was trying to do... I've got one here, but... I don't know what's going on. doesn't matter. Um... Well, can, I, can I just say that I, as much as I was very happy to see uh, Billy in the, the SNFL 2s, um, he did start the game with four contested marks. Uh, four kicks for three goals and one goal assist. It wasn't a bad start. But he did wreck us getting an SNFL record uh, because we had 10 goals straight with no points. Very similar to what happened today with the AFL team. Um, the record is actually 11 goals straight, no points, and that's held by Port Adelaide, which my father wants everybody to know about. And he bloody missed. And he kicked a point and he ruined it all. <laughs> but he played very well in the SNFL and um, some of the young guys coming through cook uh, O'Connor actually took a little step up, which I was pleased to see. Um, the back line was too tall for their forwards, but that's what we have to pick unfortunately. And whilst they got on top for some things and people thought ball played well, he had to play on a much smaller player and a much faster player. Um, but overall they actually as a team played, played quite well. Uh, Jones got a bit more of it, but he still did that whole thing of giving his man too much space, which is my issue I still have with him. Yeah, interesting to say that. Uh, interesting to see that um, Nix has talked about getting him out of the midfield and getting him sort of in areas to expose his uh, strengths and his weapons. He played um, half back a be, lot. Yeah, I, I reckon that. Uh, there might be a spot for him in uh, in defence as that running defender. Uh, like, yeah. you know, when you have a look at our when you have a look at our outs, we've got some pace that's not playing at the moment. Uh, Wayne Miller and, is a big loss at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I don't and think was... I think as it turns out, Nick, I don't think he's a midfielder. Chase, I don't think he no. Is. He's he's too small, and he gets lost at half forward. But them playing him on the half back line, he actually had quite a. When he was there, he did play a bit in the midfield, but he also played half back. And I actually liked him more when he was at the half back. He actually found, um, he actually found some of the ball for a change, Nick. Yeah, he did. And he actually has to be a lot more accountable to his player and not give that gap, which he doesn't. I can understand why he does it in the midfield because, you know, he's kind of hoping the ball comes his way and then he can 
breakaway with speed. But unfortunately, when it's the turnover, he's just not close enough to impact the contest. Whereas as a defender, he has to be. And the anyway, mindset changes a little bit. Anyway, as I mentioned, we've been going for one hour 48 minutes. <laughs> well, there so we go. Let's I want you to finish it up. Thanks, Nikki. That's great. Uh, thanks to everyone who's joined us on Discord. Thanks to everyone who's participated in the live studio tonight. Um, I hope people see some value in that. I really enjoy personally the uh, the interaction, and I'm pretty sure you and um, Maca do as well, Nick. Yeah. Oh, it was excellent. We had three on tonight, and I think they all did well. Yep. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, <laughs> don't forget if you want to support. I something at the start. I know, and then Maca, I was having a crack at Maca, not you. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to mute you guys because I need to do the outro for God's sake. All right, Hello. if you want to support the podcast on uh, Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash AFL Crowcast. We really appreciate those who support us with a few bucks each month. It helps us keep this rabble going. Um, thanks to everyone on chat. Uh, thanks to everyone who supports us on YouTube and Twitch and also on Spreaker. Thank you, Nikki and Maca. Not too much of a rabble tonight. We'll see you next (laughs) Sunday. Good night. Yeah, good night all. Night all.